Welcome to Cinebabble, episode 91. I am your host, Ken, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Clint. I'm not even going to give you a title this week because, Clint, I have spent the last week in absolute hell, suffering uh, apparently for my sins because I went to Olive Garden and decided the salmon is what I want tonight. And the salmon decided, I don't want you. (laughs) I don't like you. And I don't like the cut of your jib. And so uh, the the salmon uh, nearly ended me, Clint. Have you ever been food poisoned? Uh, not that I can think of. And if I have, it was just like a mild case, never yeah. what you had. Yeah, I, I just thought food poisoning was something that happened after you ate something that didn't agree with you. And you just, you know, you felt sick, got sick, but then you were fine. Uh, this was more akin to, uh, you know, bending over to throw up and having two large men just take turns alternating kicking you in the ribs yeah. as you were, you know, my wife kept making fun of me because I was describing it as being violently ill and I was getting genuinely offended because I'm like, no, it's, it's violently ill. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It's did real you... poisoning. It's gross. <laughs> I mean, did I tell you that I got a new job? No. At, yeah. I'm working at Olive Garden now. Oh, I'm oh, handling oh, the oh. fish. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. So. Hmm. I'm, I'm not real happy about that. Well, I knew you were coming, so I thought I'd make it extra special. Um, I see what you did. You definitely made it special. I (laughs) tasted something after the fish was fine, and then I tasted something in my mouth, and I ate a breadstick to get rid of it. But I was like, that's a weird taste. That taste kept coming back every 20 minutes the whole week. It would just appear in my mouth. It was the most disgusting thing ever. I hope you at home are fast-forwarding through this because you feel how disgusting it is because— uh, don't you, get food poisoned. Are kids. you sure it was fish and maybe there's secretly 100%. a um, short order cook who's disappeared and you have, uh, you know. No, no. They even had a name for it. I forget the name. You told uh, me. But, but it it just, it genuinely, man, it, it wrecked me. And it's fish stored at uh, uh, improper temperatures hmm. or in that, contaminated water. That seems like what, what would happen at Olive Garden. Yeah. yeah. So I thought <laughs> Olive Garden was a little safer than that, but... Apparently, I'm just going to do. You see who works there. It's like pasta t- and Yeah, I know. I I just it. I'll learn one of these days. Yeah. But my week started to improve. I thought uh, I felt better Friday morning, and I thought to myself, you know what would really help me after this week of being kicked while I'm vomiting? Uh, going to the theater. Yeah, and it's your medicine. Just just get some popcorn. Yeah, just a little bit of soda. I wasn't feeling sick anymore, and I was going to go and watch. Uh, the Creator, which is a movie that we have been looking forward to, directed by uh, Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards, who you will know from Rogue One, yeah. I, I think most Monsters. famously, but Monsters, uh, which was a great little indie flick. Yeah, uh, he back did in like the all the effects for himself. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, he also did the the Godzilla that people are really split on, where you yeah. don't see Godzilla a lot. It's much more on the the ground level perspective, and um, he he definitely has some chops. And so I was very excited to see the Creator. I know Clint was excited to see the Creator. We did not get to. See it together. We went separately. Uh, and so if if you don't know, the creator is this new flick. Uh, here's the plot. As a future war between the human race and artificial intelligence rages on, ex-Special Forces agent Joshua, who's played by Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington, uh, who's from... Um, you would recognize him Tenet? from uh, Tenet. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Joshua is recruited to hunt down and kill the Creator, capital C, the elusive ar- architect of advanced AI. The Creator has developed a mysterious weapon that has the power to end the war in all of mankind. As Joshua and his team of elite operatives venture into enemy-occupied territory, they soon discover the world-ending weapon is actually an AI in the form of a young child. 
Uh, Clint, I I know from kind of our pretexts uh, when we were chatting about this, uh, we we don't quite disagree on this movie. So why don't you kick us off? Or we don't we, quite agree. Yeah, <laughs> we do disagree on this. Uh, why don't you kick us off? And uh, what was what was your interaction with creator? And what'd you come out thinking? Um. Well, yeah, like you said, I was looking forward to this film quite a bit because I, from what I've heard about Rogue One, that one the people are split on two and feel like it's kind of empty. And but that's my favorite Star Wars of the past, mm-hmm. like recent, like um, new wave of Star Wars films. And I, I totally disagree with what people say about that film. I think it's the most beautiful looking Star Wars. I'm, I. I really love that it takes it seriously. It it feels too like that's where Andor got a lot of its. I mean, oh, not just sure. because it's the same yeah. storyline, but I mean, they really took their tonal cues from it. Oh, definitely. And yeah. and with that, the combination of Andor and that, that's been my favorite yeah. um, Star Wars uh, recently. And so I was looking forward to this, and um, for me to you know want to keep it on the calendar that means something. And then I. I get a message from you that um, a very detailed message, a very actually, detailed message that gave me some thought about spending my hard-earned money on this. <laughs> in, in my defense, I had come out of this thing and I, I did not enjoy it, uh, but I I felt like this checks all the boxes of things Clint will hate. Uh, and so and I, I'm I was looking forward to hearing what you what uh, that yeah, is. We'll get to that. I just I, I want to say right at the top, I was not trying to like spoil your experience. I genuinely thought <laughs> I'm going to save Clint because Clint is going to be so disappointed. And then Clint, after he watched it, sent me this message that says, oh, we're going to have a very interesting conversation, yeah. which is code for I don't agree with you. <laughs> and so I was like, really? This? OK. So, yeah, I I really loved this film quite a bit. Like this is one of my favorites for the year. Um, I actually, there hasn't been a lot this year that has impressed me. There's been a couple that stood out, but this one definitely got on that list. And I was really kind of perplexed by your viewing experience, thinking that maybe the food poisoning was playing into it. I hadn't thought of it, but it honestly (laughs) is possible because I got very sick again right after seeing this movie. And I Um, was like, I was trying to keep in mind what you were saying mm-hmm. in the entire time, like like keeping a checklist in my head as I would get further into the film. And like I was at no point agreed with what you said and also agreed with what like little criticisms I had read about mm-hmm. it. And I could see the points that people were making about it, that it's like kind of, you know, pulling from so many other things that we've already seen. Mm-hmm. But like... I almost saw that as a positive and not a hindrance because I loved all the stuff he was pulling from. And it felt like it was very a very conscious effort from him. And it never felt like it was, it always kind of felt like it was the better versions of the things that he was playing with. And the things that like, there was moments where like I, I saw like aliens or like AI mm-hmm. or Blade Runner. And I felt like, it was on par with those things and would like just fit perfectly within those worlds and not that it was trying to be those things. Because honestly, this is one of the most beautiful films, like sci-fi films I've seen in a long time. And I, I don't know, the world building is so great. And I honestly love the characters. I got choked up by the end of this film where it goes. And, um, and I was just kind of like, 
I think this one, maybe people will come around to a little bit more as time goes on and as it gets to stand on its own and like, you know, you're not like actively thinking about the things that it's playing with. Mm -hmm. And I think the things it's playing with, it diverges enough that um, it's it's not a problem at all. And it, di and it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> um, I took it on its own merit and I, I loved it for that. So yeah, um, tell me what your experience was. So let me tell you the good first, uh, <laughs> because I, I don't want to make it sound like I hated this film. Uh, this this was a very meh experience, M-E-H, meh. Meh experience to me because visually uh, it's gorgeous. This is a, a beautiful film. I loved all of the technology. It feels very original, but yet very grounded in mm -hmm. a lot of those things, it reminded me a lot, not because of the design sense, but just the way it was handled of District 9. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That sense of, I could believe in this future period that mm -hmm. uh, this type of Android existed, this type of AI creation existed, this these types of military vehicles and things like that. Um, you know, and and so I was I was really um just really entrenched in the world building. And I enjoyed every bit of that. I, I love anytime it's a, it's not just a future world. There are elements of the past that have been updated or just left to rot. And there's new stuff. It, it felt like a very lived in world. It yeah, felt like yeah. a very organic world. And I believed the world. Yeah. Um, I also, I also liked uh, a lot of things about it that just sort of surrounded it. The music, the cinematography, um, you know, I, I felt like it was a cohesive film. And so it, it's not like, oh, I have complaints about plot holes or, uh, you know, things that were uh, detriments in the script or things like that. My issues came down to, you mentioned Blade Runner and Aliens, and Blade Runner and Aliens kept popping into my mind the whole time, but in the opposite way, where it just felt like it was uh, emulating some of those moments, but not blending them. I didn't feel like it was a cohesive blend of... Blade Runner and Aliens. I just felt like, oh, here's an Aliens moment. Oh, here's a Blade Runner moment. Oh, here's a District 9 moment. And um, But that very well could have been just because I was so nonplussed emotionally with it. Mm. Uh, I, I had such an emotional reaction to the relationship between mm. the main characters that, yeah. I'd... The the other issue I had, uh, I love all the actors in this except for uh, John David Washington. Really? I thought this was his um, best role he's had. It's it's better than Tenet. I will 100% give you that. I don't think he's doing a bad job. I just think the character is written. Uh, it, it relies on uh, what I feel like is a very dated amnesia kind of subplot of he just magically forgets and has to remember things. And he's just he's very angry and very impetuous. And I, I didn't feel like there was enough groundwork. Um, for for me to really buy into that. I did like it from the angle of you could really feel him wrestling with seeing this AI child as a human child. And you could feel him starting to slip into that when when he was having trouble not just seeing this scared little entity as a kid. Mm -hmm. And and I liked that. I I liked that his anger led him to a softer place. Um I just I felt like that anger was was dialed too high. And then uh Allison Janney as the uh, military commander. I really was, liked her. Oh, as she was just so, I love that she was against type. I love her. It was just so tropey. And so, uh, but, you know, the evil military. 
Yeah, but I, I, what I was thinking about that it was the exact same kind of things that people love about Avatar are in this. And this I, is so much better than Avatar. Yeah, and it's so much better than Avatar, but people love all those tropes in mm -hmm. Avatar, but then like he's not allowed to play with those tropes. Yeah. And I think he did a better job at making all those kind of ideas more well-rounded. And her, I think she was a really, actually a well-rounded character. Like she mm -hmm. wasn't, she was kind of a stereotype of this of this military leader, but like how she played it and her acting ability, I thought it was a lot more subtle than it sh could have been. Mm -hmm. um, but I I didn't he didn't come across as, as just angry to me. I, I I came across to me as somebody who's in mourning the loss of his wife and kind of angered at the fact that he has to go back into this situation or he's getting pulled back in at the promise that she's alive. Yeah. And I love that that whole thing that he's going back for the possibility that she's still there and gets wrapped up in this other like kind of world shattering like realization that the thing that he's been fighting for all this time is not exactly what he thought it was yeah. and when in the enemy isn't what he thought it was it's interesting because you know when i'm thinking about movies that it reminds me of like if we go down the list other than aliens and blade runner i think this is a better version like if you said uh, i would i would compare this to some of the stuff especially in the third act from elysium but oh, this it's is a much better oh, it's, movie than Elysium. Yeah. And so it's weird because I didn't feel like this movie connected with me. But then if you ask me about other movies that I wanted to be like this, I would say, no, this hit that mark. So so it's very strange um, that, you know, even I was confused coming out of it as to why I didn't respond to it as much as I did. I, I, the little girl is fantastic. Every, every AI character in this, I think, is fantastic. And... Um, I, I love the casting. Uh, I love kind of the geopolitical idea of the AI is centered in in greater Asia. Mm -hmm. And, you know, America is just deciding that they're going to go do something about it. Even though AI has been completely shipped over to Asia, they just can't let it go. And so they have this giant satellite-like structure that just, let's go attack Asia. Uh, <laughs> you know, it just, that it, it was, it felt very timely. Um yeah, there's little things like that, like almost, I love the whole idea, kind of, uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler, of the um, kind of blaming this nuclear explosion on the AI just yeah. as a, you know, front for them being able to go and do the military operations yeah. they want. And that's very kind of timely to a lot yeah. of things that we've seen in our history. And, and, and even though my next point is timely, and I get that it happens all the time, it, for some reason it irritated me in this. And that's... So this American government, this military complex is so against AI, but then as soon as they go to battle, their weapons are just rife with AI. They've got AI robots, they've got AI weapons, they've got AI tanks, they've got AI satellite, uh, you know, facilities. And it's just like, what a weird, you know, they want to eradicate all AI, but well, that, they're still willing to use it. That, and I it get, that is so much. Yeah. I totally yeah. get the point. It just, in the movie, it irritated me. <laughs> Uh, and it's not like I needed the humans to be Ewoks, but it just, it, it, I, I, I was really grumpy during this movie. I, yeah. it, maybe you're right. Maybe it's a food poisoning, but it just, I don't know. There were, there were just things about it that just never, 
dug through and and I'm such an easy movie crier. I I cry at Oh man, like I'm MCU not and I I I almost this one, yeah. Just I no tears. Um it just it didn't didn't grab me and oh, then man. you know not to go into the ending but kind of the thing that happens at the end it just it felt like from other movies and it was it, it just it it felt <laughs> I, I don't know. It just it felt like I was I was watching a prettier version of things I had already seen many times before. I, but I, I totally disagree in that it was directly pulling from other movies, like in to that degree. I feel like there was little like taste of stuff, like, and I'm saying like, yeah. Blade Runner. It was just like lighting cues, like when they're in the the kind of like Tokyo style city, and and that like there's no like plot points that are directly Blade Runner, and I feel like even Aliens, there's not directly plot points other than like there's this military outfit um going into this operation like and that could be a hundred other movies it could be just a simple as a vietnam movie which is also yeah. what he is sh- like has uh, said he's referenced yeah. and i think that's way more interesting than just nailing the head like the um the point to um and aliens or prevailing i think i would have been okay it was just it was such sudden referential uh, you know, suddenly you're in a drop ship full of salty space marines, uh, and and it's they like one their armor ha- like know, scene though. <laughs> I know, and their armor looks almost you know exactly like it's it's, and I'm fine with homage and I'm fine with references. It just for some reason, it's it's like if it evoked aliens, I would have been okay. But it was like smacking the drum of like, look what we did, it's aliens, and it, probably not. Again, I was probably just grumpy, but. Yeah, I didn't. I I noticed it as alien, but then it like as you get into the setting of the film in in Asia, and uh, new was it New Asia? Yeah, that it it feels like a Vietnam movie, and yeah. I, that's what I grabbed on more to than like it's directly referencing all these classic sci fi films that you love. I, uh, I think if if the main character was an AI, I think I'd have responded to it better. I I think. If it turned out he was AI. No, 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 no. Not <laughs> not plot twisty. And I kept waiting for that. But no, not plot twisty in any way. Just a if the little girl was the clear main character and he was the supporting character in that role. I, I think I would have responded more emotionally. But I'm being presented with this human as my emotional anchor point. And so I was viewing the story through him and his experience, and I didn't have an emotional connection to that. I had an emotional connection to these, you know, these machines that desperately want people to accept them as human, but can't get people to accept them as some people to accept them as human. That felt far more timely and culturally interesting to me than kind of the military complex, uh, geopolitical uh, secret agent with amnesia kind of thing. I never um, saw him as having amnesia. I mean, they they say it. They say he can't remember... After the explosion, like he can't remember. I don't know. But I, Maybe I, I just I, overplayed. Yeah, that. I just didn't think that was really the important part. It was yeah. like, I don't know that that wasn't really important to me. Like he, he remembered enough to do what he had to do, and then it was just little pieces coming back about you know his wife and um, yeah. and more like personal memories rather than like mission based memories. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I didn't care about the humans. I cared about the AIs. I loved the AIs. I was rooting for the AIs and it just. Well, you kind of have, like, that's the whole kind of point of it is yeah. because, 
I mean, it's that or you're choosing the military <laughs> complex. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I really really connected to their relationship and I loved the turn that he takes and it feels very natural like a natural progression in the story how he comes around to her um that I totally bought into that and I was rooting for the both of them and like for him to like I love that last moment at the film where he kind of gets closure with his wife like I I thought that worked so well yeah that was I, I loved the ideas of all that it just felt <laughs> choppy it felt like I'm over here and everything's about to blow up. Now I'm over here, you know, several hundred yards down the, twisting corridors. And I mean, you uh, can run. You know, I, I guess, but why <laughs> would he, he run? He didn't they know never, she was there and alive. And it, well, he's running you know. for safe, like try to get away from what's trying happening. Trying to get away from what? <laughs> it's about to be a fireball everywhere. But wouldn't you do that, like rather than just sit no, there? No, I'd sit <laughs> sat at the door and accept my fate, Clint. Okay. Oh, well, you're a real man. There's nothing behind me to go back to. <laughs> I'm going to watch the little escape pod and just be like, and, it, and it's never stated how far he is anyway from that place. She was just there too. I just, my. <laughs> this is like nitpicky stuff. I, in my world, it was not. And at the time of the viewing, it felt very, you know, again, I did not hate this movie. It was a solid three of five for me. It just, it it never was able to pull up into the the sky like it was for you. I'm very happy. I'm very jealous of you, actually. <laughs> uh, and I am going to revisit this again. I do want to rewatch it now that you've had a good experience with it, because now I'm almost convinced that I was just sick and having a rough morning and I was not in a good place to accept the film on its own terms. I would have really been curious if we had gone to see this together, if it would have been like I walked out glowing about this and you mm. would have been sad sack. <laughs> yeah, because we are both, no matter how much we enjoy or hate a movie, we are both the types that are very quiet after a movie yeah. because we're processing. And then usually it's one of us like, so what you think? You know, and it just, it's that moment of fear where it's like, oh no, what if I have a different opinion? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, actually my experience with this, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, was your experience with Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh, it was those kind of like just emotional uh, negations or or uh, disconnects or the way you described your experience with Oppenheimer when we were leaving that theater is how I would have described my experience with Creator walking out of this theater if I was not running searching for a bathroom. Yeah, Oppenheimer. I mean, it's hard when you don't care about half of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> this I yeah I yeah. there was no degree of like that kind yeah. of John David Washington is the Robert Downey Jr. plot line in Creator for me. Hmm. That, that's, that's, I mean, he's through the entire movie. He's not oh, still little sections. I, know. I, I know. thought he was actually really great. I, I believed him. I, I liked him a I lot. I love him as an actor. I, I thought he was great in Tenet. I just think Tenet's a mess. Um, you know, it's, it's not like I would fault him for a single line delivery here. It just, um, I don't know. It just, it felt too dialed up for me for somebody that was that I knew was going to, you know, inevitably side with the AI. That was his role in the story. Mm -hmm. I did like some of the other human characters uh, where you got a lot of the gray shades. Because on one side, you have this very, Allison Janney is this, just kill them all. Uh, no flinching at it whatsoever. But then you have a lot of gradations in the different other military characters. Well, that, um, which which is a place where it did more than aliens did. Aliens didn't need to do that with its space marines because you're just shooting these faceless bugs. But, you know, this was one that I think 
their reactions, uh, especially the the one guy he runs into five years later or whatever, when the main story picks up uh, and he's living in Asia. And I, yeah, I like love good that. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Um, Sturgill Simpson. Yeah, love that interaction and, and that subplot. I thought that was really cool and sad and... And um, I honestly really like also the arc of um, our main character, how early on when he's talking about, um, you know, AI and like that, that scene where they are cleaning up the nuclear waste mm -hmm. um, in L.A. And he's talking about like, it's just we're just turning them off. Yeah. And it's that military training. And you can see that between him and Allison Janning's character where she like full wholeheartedly believes it in him it's just this training that he's taken yeah. to heart and i love how that gets worn down as time goes on throughout the film and i that worked really well for me i like how she has the story very early on of that was that was the one redeeming aspect of of her character that didn't make her feel as tropey where she talks about her sons had been killed mm -hmm. in that initial uh nuclear explosion or attack or whatever and so that at least uh, locks in, I think, better than the the bad guys in Avatar. That locked in more for me why she's so one note. Um, you know, she's not ever capable of viewing these things as uh, self-aware or self-conscious or they are just machines that hurt her that need eradicated. I, I, I saw it as her mission is one note and not her performance. And yeah, I honestly yeah. thought she played it that. really subtly. Like she was never like, you know, emoting in this way that just felt larger than life. I always felt like she was delivering this, you know, steadfast mission and her, her, you know, purpose that she's, why she's there in this, in multi shades. <laughs> I just kept thinking of her character from West Wing and thinking this is the same person, just man, she's gone through some PTSD. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I hear you. I know what you're saying. And he had the exact same experience. He lost his entire family yeah. in that blast. So you could see why he is the way he is. Yeah. And and up to the point where he met his wife, he he probably was that um, way. And that was a little moment that was kind of giving back his humanity. And then um, losing her, you know, puts him back in that hole. And then meeting this little AI girl, I mean starting to bring him back to life again. Yeah, I love the AI design. I love the 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 little the spinning uh, hard drive. Yeah, kind of thing. in in the yeah. back of the skull and just the silhouette that they yeah. would cast when they were in profile and um you know, in a lot of the just low tech lo-fi future tech yeah. that they had kind of slapped together to be able to survive and it felt like uh a a group of people that are on the run perpetually. And they just, you know, they're not, they don't have access to the the level of technology that the the U.S. does. And, and I really like that as well. Yeah, I mean, that's very real world to like how it is yeah. uh, largely. But something I wanted to bring up is this movie was made for $80 million. I, I saw that, he, uh, which he is filmed, shocking. He like, he would be manning the camera. I'm sure he was heavily involved with effects. Yeah. He's just so, knows how to like pull like, get the most out of a dollar yeah. and you compare this to avatar you're like 300 million like billion dollar films basically yeah. Yeah. and um this i stands just right up there with them i think this looks good as anything else that's come out that have yeah. so much money behind them 
There's, there's genuinely not a moment in either Avatar film where I feel like I'm looking at real creatures. No. These AI creations look real. Yeah. Uh, there's just, there's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. They look photoreal. And it makes sense, too. It's not... It's not breaking the laws of what you could look to your left and see in the real world if somebody had a way to do it. It just, it was that convincing. Well, and even the moments where like maybe the effects weren't up to whatever one of those uh, $300 million movies, I really appreciated that uh, like he was in the design and the cinematography and everything was paying te- paying attention to natural lighting and yeah. stuff yeah. that it it made it feel more integrated than anything in like a marvel film oh. or a avatar where everything is so glossed over and there's no shadow because everything is yeah. lit perfectly flatly that it looks so bland and then this shot in this movie nothing is bland looking everything looks like it fits together and is is a cohesive image and um that was great yeah yeah all right well i'm gonna watch it again and maybe i'll come away with something i know we did it with (laughs) thor love and thunder in the other direction i get it i get it i'm wrong you're right um yeah we're we're figuring this out as we go. Who knows? You know, it's just, it's, well, it's fiction. It's not that I want to be right. It's that I really appreciated this film and yeah. I want you to enjoy it and yeah. like what I liked about it. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I just I was kind of bummed that you didn't like it after yeah. seeing it because well, I wanted as soon as you to enjoy it. Together. I felt really guilty. I was just like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Clint. There was enough in it. Like I, I still was going to go see it even yeah, after you yeah. said that because. Like it's very rare that one um, stands out that I'm really excited to see in the yeah. theater. So, well, and it's not like I was trying to to preload your opinion. I was I was genuinely like, be careful, be careful, man, be careful. Yeah, because I really thought you would hate it, but I'm I'm happy you liked it, and now I'm feeling like I'm the one that missed something. So, oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, uh, you can, as always, write in and let us know what you thought of Creator. Uh, If you want to disagree with one of us, that would be fun to read uh, and, uh, you know, address after I've gotten to see it again. Because I'll probably just go see it in the theater again, maybe. I don't know what I'll do. Um, Let me know if you do. I want to see it again. Depends how fast it's going to go on digital. I forget which studio it is, but... but If you are curious about seeing this film, though, it is so worthwhile seeing it on the big screen. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so anyway, uh, this is uh, just a single take episode that we were doing. Uh, we're going to be back uh, here in a couple of days or, or next week uh, with episode 92. It's a horror episode. I think we're also going to talk about Ahsoka, yeah. which uh, just based on your, yeah, I'm guessing Fits you the thought horror. it was a horror. So, uh, <laughs> But no, we'll we'll be back next week. Uh, look for that. And I'm excited to get into October and really, yeah. really dig in and talk I've about some scary try- stuff. Yeah, I've been trying to do a horror, day, horror movie a day now Ooh, that nice. it's in October. Nice. All right. Well, uh, this has been episode 91. I am Cinebabble uh, Single. Cinebabble Single. I'm Ken and that's Clint. And yeah. You have no idea what we look like, so I don't know why I do this part, but... Thank you for pointing at me. You're welcome. Yeah. I did that just so the invisible audience could turn their invisible heads and look at the people they can't see. Yeah, and know it's that me that you're talking yeah. to and not everyone that's surrounding yeah, us. Exactly. So you have yourself a good one, Clint. You don't uh, get food poisoning and uh, don't go to Olive Garden. I won't. All right. This episode not sponsored by Olive Garden. <laughs> All right, see you, Clint. Bye, Ken.